Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hello, everyone. It's me, Joel, a playwright and performer. And it's me, Kishan, a science educator. Welcome back Welcome to T42, yes, our yes, best yes. friend podcast where we talk about what, Kishan? Whatever the fuck we want. I made him swear. <laughs> All his students who are listening to this can now say, I heard Mr. Kishan swear. Yeah, don't give them any ideas, please. Okay, okay. <laughs> Hi to um, all of Kishan's students. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, as you can tell, we are in like slightly more chipper spirits yeah. this week round compared, compared to, to the like last the previous one. episode. Yeah, I mean the... Hmm, re- I wonder why. I wonder Joel. why. I, I wonder, wonder why. why. <laughs> yeah, we are still bound by a civil service code of conduct <laughs> to not go into the juicy details. Not go into the juicy details. Why exactly we are so chipper? But hey, you know what happened uh, over the weekend, Joel? <laughs> what did happen? Uh, there was an election. There was, wasn't there? There was an election. And you know what happened? <laughs> what happened? Uh, the highest number of opposition uh, MPs got elected. In Singapore's history? In Singapore's history. Is this factual? It's not an opinion, right? It is factual. Last it's it's just facts, facts it's right? Just facts. It's now actually history, right? Uh, yeah, it's now history, okay. correct. And we are not, we're not like uh, engaging in revisionist history. Or no, anything, no, right? no, nothing no, no, of the sort. Because it nothing was just last sort. week, correct? Just last week. Mm. <laughs> well done, opposition in Singapore. <laughs> yes, you know? well done. I believe well done. that it's probably also not an opinion as much as it is a general principle that it is good that we now have more opposition diversity Definitely. in I mean, the PAP have come out to say as much. Yes, and so diverse voices means, are always welcome no yeah, matter yeah, yeah. the setting. Come and on. I guess if the PAP says it, it's fact, la, yeah, so la, it's not correct. opinion, right? Correct. Okay, that's right. So, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm given to understand. So this is safe territory so it is, far, it right? It is. So, okay, so just far, so far we've avoided all the minefields. <laughs> <laughs> so irritating. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I am... I am happy, but of course we weren't happy going up to it because I think the sensible thing to do for our mental health, slash also given how the campaigning yeah. seemed to be, I how mean, we ha- thought it was going. Yeah, we. I think we. Every, a lot of people thought that it would be wise to err on the side of pessimism. Yeah, because a lot of people thought that it would be a hundred percent opposition wipeout. There was a like, distinct possibility, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. It was. It was definitely in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think also because twenty fifteen um, taught us that such outcomes are very possible. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know what? Not uh, only was there not a wipeout, there, yeah. were, there were gains. There were gains. There was a dramatic gain in a neighbourhood not too far from mine in Pasiris, oh, in St. Kang. Yes, yes. Which is like where I spent a lot of my teenage years. Oh, is because it? Because I went to Montfort, which is in Kang. Mm. So like the coolest mall was mm. not, it's not, it's never the one in your immediate vicinity. Correct. So you have to travel a bit to the nearest That's mall. That's absolutely right. The for coolest me, mall. For yeah. me, it was Tampines because Simei got what? I'm got East Point was. Hey, they had this very cool pet safari in East Point, right? I mean, it's still there. It's still there. It's still there. Oh my God. <laughs> but I'm like, whatever. No, but ours was Compass Point, which has now been renamed Compass One or something. Sure. What is up with that? No, no. You know, like they had this like big. I don't know. If, like this is one of the malls that like gave a big reward to people to come up with a new name for it, and then they just named it. From oh, Compass really? Point to Compass, Compass One. one or that that, like that was the grand reveal. Yeah, that's amazing, just very right? sad. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, like first of all, I I just want to say like how amazed I am at like the statisticians' craft. <laughs> it's like it was amazing. Eh? It's like mm. what on earth? How do you predict so within such a margin, a, a small margin of error from a hundred mm. uh uh slips the actual results because mm. they were practically 
one for one. I mean, yeah, with very, I mean, very it, minor differences. Th- there, yeah. there were differences, but it was very close. Yeah, that basically tells you that a small representative sample is good enough to tell you what actual fact is. That's it's, incredible to it's me. It's just statistics. It's just so counterintuitive to me as someone who is, you know, who lives, you know... You're like, hmm, meh? No, for me, it's all about like the blood and the guts. You oh, know? Okay. It's like, what? Don't give me your estimates. No, but the estimates were good enough. And you know what? Those estimates were mind-blowing. Yeah. I was... Actually, to be perfectly honest, shocked. I was. I was shocked. I was shocked. It It was really, like, I think interesting for me to notice too, as someone who, you know, does want change, but is also a bit skeptical about it happening. Yeah. And I think it was overall, I mean, the shock was real and it's very encouraging um, to see the results because it was like, despite um, what we think of as, um, you know, uh, increasing control over the narrative and what we think of as, an increasing di- diminution of spaces for dissent, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that did seem to be a kind of popular uh, shift against yeah, a certain, exactly. sti- a certain style of Which is so nice government. to, which is so nice to see and it was yeah. just, I don't know, it just, made, it just made me feel hopeful a little bit mm. and I'm, I'm just glad lah. Yeah, but anything more than this, I think, would get you in trouble lah. So Correct, yeah, la. maybe you should move on. Correct lah. <laughs> yeah, mm, yeah, we want you to keep mm. your job so that you can keep paying for this podcast. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie, and with that, it's time for pandemic pot lah. Yum yum yum. The kwe kwe edition. Kwe kwe edition. Kwe kwe. Everybody's mm. favorite thing is it you bring on day on day? Yeah. Is it you bring Kue Binka Ubi? Oh, I love. Is it you bring Kue... What's the one with the prawn? <laughs> Rempa Udang? Rempa Udang it's is a so, Kue. It is a Kue. Bangwan Solo Cell means it's a Kue. Oh, okay, I'll call it. Is it you bring Kue Salad? Oh, I love yeah, Kue Salad. That's the new national Kue, I think. Oh, is it? Is it you bring Putu Piring? Yeah. Or it's lesser Chinese version? Kue Tutu. Is it Kue Tutu or Kutu Kue? Both correct. Okay, whatever. Or are you the idiot who brings... Chips Ahoy, chocolate chip cookies to the Kwe Kwe Tea Party. No, nice. And then all La Hong already. All La, La Hong. Hong already because like, I actually keep in the cupboard for like Correct. months and months. Correct. <laughs> Ew, I hate that. Um, I hate La Hong cookies. I hate La Hong anything. It's the worst. You know what I miss most about living in the UK actually? What? Is that nothing goes La Hong because the air there is so no, dry. No, you know what? Correct. Not, like, you can leave, you you can can leave, like, literally leave shit you out can leave and it's amazing. chips out in the open and it's it will amazing. never go La Hong. <sighs> Oh my god, yeah. It's either that or there's some kind of chemical in the air. Yeah, I think smog. Petrochemical <laughs> yeah, smog. Smog, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what are we talking about this pandemic part? Oh, so today we have uh, something quite interesting. It's yeah. basically the new normal. The new normal? Yes, the new normal. <laughs> what happened to the old one? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's like the the I hate the phrase, can I just I, say I, no, it? I hate it's it also well. like actually a very good descriptor of what what yeah. we're going through right it, now. I hate the phrase so much, yeah. but it really is it's 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 correct, like, it, is large, what it is. Like, it is what we, it is. What are we now? Like, I would say six Jeez. months into the gl- into the global <sighs> pandemic, right? Yeah, I mean, like, it started it off in December, in China, December 2019. And then, like, by the time it's now, it's one month. It's July. It's July. <laughs> Good God. It's I about mean, six months, seven months of correct. this shit. And I think a lot of countries, including ours, have effectively come out of, like, so called lockdown. Yeah. Right. And, We're all and trying that, to, to find a, a, a new normal, a new yeah. way to survive, a new way to live, right? Which is basically just a series of compromises on freedoms and the old ways of being you know and shot through with like intense levels of anxiety paranoia yes, exactly yeah it's uh <laughs> yeah as we just walk through the crowds going oh my god oh my god oh my god as we go through shopping centers filled I know, with in fact, people like, and we freak out if we started out. this part oh 
By the way, it's our 10th yeah. episode. How oh did God. we not mention that in the intro? I don't know. It's our 10th episode. It's our 10th episode, everybody. It's nine episodes more than we thought we'd ever do. <laughs> yes, correct. No, it's interesting because like, ten, like 10 episodes ago on our pilot episode, we yeah. talked about going to the supermarket, right? Yeah. And how that was like an anxiety-laden minefield. Yeah. Which I feel like it is less off now. But it's only because we've gotten used to it. Just yeah. like any sort yeah. of torture, any sort of fear, you get used to it after a while. I really I'm not think, sure if that's a good thing. No, I think it, what it... Okay, so like, I think what it reveals, right, is that even I, who am a hypochondriac and live with two elderly parents, right, I yeah. just like go down to the supermarket like it's, you know, it's like nobody's business anymore. So you don't care anymore? I mean, what I, do, is it? I do take precautions when I'm in there. Like, yeah. I will do my best still not to rub elbows with the auntie in front of me, right? Sure. Like, for her own sake, not mine. I mean, pandemic know? or no, pa- no pandemic, I Generally, suggest you just yeah. don't touch the auntie in front of you. Elbow scraping is just not <laughs> It's fun, just It's just know? not the thing it's to do. It's not the thing to do. <laughs> yeah, correct. You know, you don't know what kind of germs they're picking up. Huh? Like, just mm, in general. All no the, way. All the residual X oil. Correct. <laughs> But you know what? That's the thing, right? Even though you feel more comfortable going out to the supermarket to do your own shopping or whatever, but we, we still don masks because we have to on, on like, if not, we get fined. You know, there are rules in mm. place in Singapore that allows us to function correctly. And I mean, yeah. say what you want about, about, about the numbers in Singapore and the foreign dormitories and everything. I think we've handled it generally okay. Yeah. You know? I mean, right? yeah. So, I mean, uh, after the horrific lapse that was yes, the whole it, it, it is a horrific yeah. lapse. Yeah, it's a horrific it's, lapse. But we've, uh, we, we've hand- uh, taken that into consideration. We've handled it okay. Yeah. You and know? I want to just like talk about how I, I've been unable to go back to the UK because like yeah. from the outside looking in, the situation there just looks so dire. Um, I mean, there was a period of time they, I don't know if they still are, but like highest number of deaths in the world. Um, oh my God. Highest number of cases in Europe. Mm. Followed yeah. shortly only by the US. I mean, yeah, the USA was... There know, was a time where there were the highest number of cases yeah, in Europe. and like, mm. by and large, still horrific. Definitely still anticipating a horrific second wave, right? Yeah. So I saw an article the other day that suggests that a second wave could be hitting the UK in this September, September when, the, when the cold months start and like, yes. they're looking at 120,000 uh, deaths. Yeah, that's horrifying. And, you know, I see photos of all my friends in the UK going out because it's summer now, right? Because it's summer, yeah. and I don't, I, don't, I mean, yeah, sure, I get it. When summer in the UK, everybody wants to go, everybody wants to catch the sun. Yeah, but it's so, so frightening. Yeah, it's it's this thing where I I can't go back because even though things are, and like I was talking to my friend the other day, and things yeah. have essentially gone back to normal with like you know they still haven't proceeded to open most entertainment venues, um, clubs, bars, and. Um, but I believe the restaurants are open. Yeah, but right? restaurants are open. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the pubs and people like are eating open. out. I people saw these horrifying out. photos. With, like, with you know, gesture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On, like, I think the first night when they released the lockdown and the pubs were allowed to open, like, Soho was flooded. Yeah, it was flooded. It was like people. a sea. It looked like a, it looked like a festival. Yeah, okay? what was happening? Um, And, you know, Soho is one part of town. But, yeah. like, by and large, you know, you also see people just spilling out into the parks in really big groups. No one's wearing masks because masks are only mandatory in you know on the tube uh and in supermarkets, in supermarkets i believe right? in contained spaces but it's really like it's a bit it's, it all seems a bit gestural yeah correct doesn't it yeah um, it, 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 it's all it all it all seems like they've all fallen under one spell like they're all a bit deluded and they and they're trying to will this whole virus correct. away I, which is not the healthiest thing i don't to know do. it's a very kind of plucky british attitude it's very kind of like no, it's not just uh, a british attitude right i mean i mean we look at the u.s and the u.s yeah. it's not just plucky it's like foolish it's full-on like <laughs> It's yeah. one like a uh, f- like fantasy world. Yeah, it's right? fantasy yeah. world. It's a dis- it's a Disney movie in your head. I don't know what. No, is and happening. I can understand it because like nobody likes to be in lockdown. Nobody. Yeah, for sure. Nobody likes 
the experience of being, you know, basically in prison in your own homes. And nobody wants to 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 live like that. And like, there's a whole mind over matter quality to this, right? But it's also, it, it, and it's the same for us. Not we we have we have moved out of lockdown, but it is into an environment that is where very there surveilled. Is, yeah, there is a surveil, a very profound amount of yeah. surveillance, and there is a safety net which yeah. comprises of. Um, very effective one hopes contact tracing but also like quite strict policies right yeah um, and you know you hear of businesses getting closed down if they don't meet correct you know, yeah, if they don't adhere to yeah. all the rules so right? I feel like so I don't, it's, it's a hand in hand thing like you need to meet people's um, needs to get out of lockdown but also that you, you also do need a comprehensive safety net yeah, correct. to, to and, facilitate and, and, and that I find many countries are missing this safety net and, yeah. and I just worry about what will happen once uh, summer ends when the flu season picks up again in these temperate countries mm. and then you think oh my god it's just going to explode again now we're going to see second we're going to see third waves I mean because it's already the, happening in like countries cl- like in the Asia Pacific right? yeah because yeah. the virus is not going away the virus is just making a world tour like it's, 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 that's what it did like, start, it started, it's like can we stop nobody wants you yeah, nobody, nobody wants likes you. your stupid yeah. album yeah, try to promote it correct <laughs> now it's just like in Brazil it's wreaking havoc in Brazil in yeah. India but so globally the numbers have is just increasing exponentially and it's very very frightening yeah I mean the one thing I will say about it is that it, in the UK and the US especially what it reveals is like really just the ugly face of late stage capitalism mm. it is like how you know, we all know better, you know, than to to throw ourselves into danger and to throw other people into danger. But like the desire to consume and be a consuming yes, person correct. again, and to and to restore the the context of consumption. We don't know how is, else to live. Yeah, you know? it's such we a really profound desire and need that it overrides literal yeah. health and safety. Yeah. So I mean, in the UK, it's especially dangerous, interesting, and quite frightening when you think about how disproportionately people of non-white. Yeah. Um, you know, descent are uh, more susceptible, prey, to, more this, susceptible yeah. to this, right? Because of, you know, class. Yeah, and, because of and, how and they and live. Racism. Because they're, they're more, no, the whole bunch yeah, of the whole things, bunch like, of factors, whole bunch of right? Things, yeah. And the government just trotted ahead, you know, the notably very conservative anti-immigrant Tory government just yeah. like trotted ahead with these like opening up policies in the face of very clear indices that suggested not to do this it. This is not the wisest thing to do. Because... Yeah. <laughs> You know, and one of my British friends was telling me, it's really just operating under this grand delusion of still being a great nation. The UK uh, needs to still be a great nation. It, can't, it needs to the, the, repair, the, the. it needs to keep its economy afloat. It needs to be a great nation and not like... Yeah, but you, you know, yeah. I, I understand when one country wants to do it because we have to think about it globally, right? Every country wants to remain afloat. And mm. unfortunately, the system that we use to stay afloat is this capitalist system. Yeah. And if no, if all the countries don't come together and say, you know what, let's just yeah. throw capitalism out the window. No one is going to I mean, to that's stay. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, but how... How then do we expect countries to think about these things otherwise? It's yeah. very difficult. So it's interesting that, that like, in. by the Singapore example, which seems to be a balance of both capitalist interests and also health and safety, requires a high amount of autocracy, yeah. state surveillance. Yeah, we, we really like, let yeah. go, and I think willingly we let go mm. some of our uh, of our of, of of things that we hold dear, right? Yeah. Like, like like we we don't mind. I really don't mind. We don't question. Yeah, I don't yeah. question. Like every mall, every single restaurant you just go like, into within a mall is QR code, and you're actually being tracked left, right, center. I mean, you are offering up your data. Yeah. to being tracked and you are and I am yeah. okay with that yeah. yeah so I was talking to a friend the other day he was like yeah you know in Singapore you kind of it requires a very deep amount of state control and a regular amount of surveillance to get people comfortable even with the idea of like compulsory mask wearing across the board mm. like we see what happened in the US where 
like wearing a mask has become such a political act yeah. where it's become completely politicized where it's like either you believe that there's a virus out there or you don't you know people think it's That's a hoax so ridiculous. people think it's like oh it's a it's a impinge, it's impinging on yeah. my personal liberty to wear a mask like right. Trump was only recently seen wearing a mask for the That's first right. time like what six months into this fucking I wonder pandemic, how that right? shook up the whole conservatives like the first time seeing Trump wear a mask I'm I'm like, like, I wonder if that's really shaken them it's in like, their boots I, a little I bit I mean like I, I don't understand this like almost surreal absurdist yeah. actually absurd it's level absurd, of yeah. delusion where it's like in the face of hundreds and thousands of people dying and getting sick right you are like oh was, no ma- a mask is like yeah. you know this it, like political act what kind of what kind of mentality must you have to think that this will not affect me I don't know I, I really did, I, right? I don't understand the psychology of it no, neither do I like there were these horrible stories of like coronavirus parties oh yeah like the 30 year old who died yeah apparently, and then, apparently on his, his death he had like what, what had happened like, they, so, they, yeah, so apparently he went for a coronavirus party thinking that it was a hoax as in like did, did he think the party was a hoax or no, that he coronavirus that was a hoax, hoax. Like, no he didn't think the virus itself was a hoax he just thought like it was blown out of proportion uh, so he thought like you know what I'm just gonna get it and then be okay with it so he so went they to, had, they, these people threw a party where they were passing each other yeah with infected people Jesus so they passed Christ. each other the virus and then he got really sick and then he died and on his deathbed apparently it's reported that he said I think I made a mistake you think yeah, he said. Sis, you think? Yeah, sis, you think you're dead. Yeah, I mean. No, like, you're just dying of tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah, no, like, coronavirus is a, a hoax and it's caused by 5G. It's Bill Gates' fault. <laughs> a conspiracy theory. Correct, right? Yeah. Mm. Also, there's a floating pasta monster god in the sky. Yeah, I believe. Don't anyhow, don't anyhow start my religion, can't thank you. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, if uh, you're listening, uh, <laughs> what's the. Pastafarian. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, not seditious content. <laughs> Dear shoppers, please maintain social distancing at all times while in the mall. Our enforcement officers are standing by to make sure this happens. Remember, together we can stop the spread of this virus. Have a wonderful day. Wow, I want to throw the mic out. I just want to throw the mic out this flat. It's here to stay. I think we should give her a name. We can think about it like yeah. Madeline the Ma- mic, Madeline the mic. <laughs> um, so like th- I heard that that exact announcement at Raffle City the other day when I was just you, walking you around. You didn't hear the exact. I'm sure there was no. Okay, di- it's a variation on a theme. Yeah, okay. it that way. But like when I was listening to it, I was like, shit. We it literally sounds like dystopia central. Yeah, like yeah. some dystopian science fiction movie, yep. right? Where it's, it's like it's crazy. It's like don't step outside the mall if you don't want to get the virus. Right. Or exactly. Yeah. You know, every time every time I hear it, it seems so bizarre and yeah. so unreal. I yeah. just think about January, a short six months ago, and how much has changed. It's just like, what the fuck has happened? Yeah, to I mean, us? this is the new normal, uh, basically. Yeah, dystopia. I mean, we've been living in dystopia for like, you know, centuries now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really like, it's really nuts. But you know what? We, we, we've, we've, hap- we've been hopping on the shittiness of the new normal. Surely there must be some good bits, Joel. Surely. Um, let me rack my brain. <laughs> <laughs> um,. Oh, this is one, like, we talk about it quite a lot, right? Which is how, like, everybody just looks 100% hotter with masks mm. on. It's true, you know. It's like, like, the other day, we were um, in a mall, and I saw this really, like, who I thought was a very cute guy. Yeah. Of, but he had half his face concealed. So I was telling yeah. you, it's like, actually, he's very cute, right? Because you can just see his yeah, eyes yeah. But then Scully, right? you pull down mm. the mouth, mm. and then he go on very buang mouth, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. But then, like, you know what? I realized that I am actually predominantly attracted to people's eyes anyway. It's mm. like... 
I, I mean, it's like, I could find you not super attractive holistically, but then if you have nice eyes, and actually the thing is, everybody has nice eyes if you look long enough. Yeah, if you look long enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, it's, I agree. People do look more attractive with their masks on because mm. now, now I, I don't need to look at your entire face. I just Correct. see your eyes, I see your forehead, I see your nice little, I see your nice hair. I go like, wow, ah, actually this person yeah. is very attractive. Right. You know? So, I'm, I'm appreciating all of this. Plus, also like mask fashion. Mask fashion is tells a thing. you a lot. Tells you a lot about yeah, person. It's like I the think. people who try, who bother, right? Correct. To distinguish themselves. Like, with, are you yeah. the person that just wear the standard blue uh, surgical mask, or actually you go out and buy some batik print? Yeah. You know <laughs> what, what type of person? I are mean, you? I will say that the government issued masks, which are all black color, right? Oh, the black one is very they're nice. Hot as fuck. Oh, is it hot I as fuck? No, as in they're both very warm to wear, but they're also very, very sexy. sexually hot. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's just like I remember once being at a rave in the in London right and then there was this very cute guy yeah. who was, uh, in the group that I was we, who, who was there and then he was wearing like exactly that kind of mask right and I just thought oh my god like Bane like the Bane from yes. Batman and kind of situation like, it just looks so fetishy and I just keep thinking if yeah it's very like, fetishy if, if it were made on leather right I'm done I'm just like let's find the nearest toilet and like, avoid some social distancing <laughs> Fuck social distancing. <laughs> I want that mask in my face. Like. Gross. <laughs> um, but you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm appreciating talking to people with looking them in the eyes. Oh, yeah. Because usually like, sometimes I, I don't look them in the eyes. Sometimes they don't look at me in the eyes because we're just looking at each other's mm. lips move, which I get. You no, know, I mean, it just, make, it's just helpful. Yeah, making eye contact can be a bit awkward. Right? It can be yeah. a bit awkward, but now you're forced to do it and I don't know, I'm appreciating this a lot. I like it. Do you I, think it has like, made communication more sincere for you or... I, I guess a little bit like mm. now when I now, now when I speak to my kids like my students they are forced to look at me in the eye because I cannot hear them sometimes and right. I, I always look at them in the oh, eye and they cannot read them. your lips they can't too, read yeah. my lips so we're supposed to look each, we look each other and it makes them a bit uncomfortable sometimes because they don't know how right. to look <laughs> yeah and I guess it can be uncomfortable for some people but I don't know I'm appreciating this because I find that you are talking to me you're looking at me I guess you're right it's a bit more right. sincere maybe if you put some very distracting images on your mask like, Correct, like, like some eyes. of the masks yeah. like some of the masks that you bought for me like humans are the oh, disease <laughs> humans are a virus <laughs> So I found these like masks online. By the way, this is going to be a segue into, you know, like those shop, those ads you see on social media, like Instagram or Facebook, they are selling clothing on things, right? Uh They are all scams. (laughs) They are all like, they are set up as scams. No, but you got your mask in the end. I got my mask in the end, right? But it was only because I chased them time and time and again. So basically, long story is that I ordered these really cute masks, right? They had all these very like cynical, um, funny things, funny things printed on them. And like, it took, Almost two months yeah, it took for a really them long to arrive. Um, and like I had to chase them before like they even acknowledged that my order had gone through and stuff Crazy. like that. So, you know, don't buy from blog shops. It's <laughs> very bad. Very bad idea. Um, but what else has been positive about like the new normal? So I guess the whole five people in a room thing has been quite interesting. It has, hasn't it? Yeah. It just kind of puts a cap on... Now you must rank order your friends who, oh, you, who yeah. you want to invite. Yeah, I have this little black book where I have like, you know, people, you know, like like the Sims, right? Like I'm taking a social score. Like yeah, if you say something, I'm like minus 10. Yeah, I'm minus 10. So now mm. I have like a top five and correct. you know, you're and one then, of them. Like, oh, right? thanks, thanks. <laughs> mm, you're number four yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Then if you're like, like we say, if you're really stressed out and you don't want to, you correct. don't want to invite people. Oh, if you don't actually want to hang out with this person, you can just say, oh, sorry, I already got five people. <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Cannot, cannot, cannot. Cannot, cannot. Very dangerous. Next time, next time, next time, next time. I don't want to risk. Correct. Yeah, Actually, no. no. I mean, like, what? Okay, so, like, this new normal, so-called, right, is basically just lockdown with a, like, a lockdown hangover. So, it's like, we're all let out, but there's a bit of hangover. Like, there's a kind of, like, 
um, wariness that's hung from lockdown, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes, so I course. feel like we can still use the whole uh, better not lah kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still there lah. Yeah, it's still, still there. So like I can, I've dramatically reduced my unwanted social interaction. Which is nice. It's so Saying nice. no is yeah. so gratifying. It's, it's, it's the best feeling. At the same time though, I do miss like um, the old arcs of socialization where there was usually a climactic event. So, you know, like you go, you, you, like like when we, you go for, to a party. You go to a party or you like, there was something that kind of peaked and you meet new people. Yeah. Like, like what I miss nice. is meeting new people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't met new people in quite a long time. Um, unless they're off grinder, but those who aren't really meetings, they're yeah, just more those, like occurrences. Correct yeah. occurrences. Yeah, <laughs> mediocre occurrences. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but I feel you. I, I, I miss meeting and interacting and having conversation with yeah. people face to face. There is know, something to be said nice. about like, you know, the night out as a vehicle for very exciting new possibilities. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and I don't know when will that happen again I don't know maybe never okay. maybe this is a way for totalitarian governments to just really like clamp down on our like you know mm. our humanity so that they can extract more from us it's like go out and spend money but you're not gonna have a good time at the end of it what? you know it's like the only way you can, like the only way you can get you, the only way you can have a good time now is to consume and consume right? yeah actually you know what that's it's true like the only social activity now is literally spending money actually yeah. that has always been Singapore Correct. Singapore the only thing you can do when you go out is what you eat you Correct. shop that's it yeah. it's, it's actually really dull Correct. it's the, really really actually, dull I said this many times but like the heart of the lived experience or the heart of the urban experience in Singapore is the Mr. Shopping Mall it, which is it's the, literally the same like it's the same routines the same things. landscape everywhere you go and like you'll be you're lucky to find pockets of exciting social interaction in this city but when you do you hang on to them and now yeah. they're all like gone and they're all gone they're all gone yeah, so I'm just waiting for them to come back again in whatever fashion so that I can just hold on to them. Yeah, I think as with GE 2020, perhaps best to err on the side of pessimism with this one. That's true, sister. Yeah. That's Speaking true. of pessimism, like you uncovered a horrific nugget about oh my God, the yeah. pandemic. <laughs> yes, it's a horrible, horrible piece of information. So apparently, like, they started to test um, uh, antibodies of people who got infected with COVID mm. and to see whether these antibodies um, would prevent them from getting another infection and how long it lasted. So good news is that the antibodies were very strong. So when they first, after they recovered, the antibodies that were in them really prevented them from getting another infection. So once they were recovered, there's no way they were going to get it, which is great. But these antibodies tape, uh, quickly dwindled down like, after 20 days. The longest one lasted like 57 days or something. This is research from King's College. It is not peer-reviewed though. So it's not peer-reviewed. So they need to do a little bit more testing. They need to do a bit more research. But despite it not being peer-reviewed, the fact that the antibodies go away after about three months and don't offer any more protection is so frightening because, I mean, I was all I was banking all my money on like vaccines and herd immunity. Even if mm. you're like an idiot who don't want to get immune, fine. Uh, it, hopefully 80% of the world will get immune and will save your little ass, you know? So vaccines and herd immunity, that's what I was putting my money on. But now with the antibodies not having a lasting effect. What does this mean for wait, vaccinations? Wait, so, oh, that's the implication. Yeah. I didn't get this until you just said this. So, what you're saying is that because the antibodies have such a short run time, yeah. a vaccine might not actually work. 
the vaccine might have a might have so you a have short be, effect. So la. you have to constantly get vaccinated. Yes, you might need boosters for this. You might need you when we don't know how many boosters we might need. Oh so we now so now the research into vaccines has has opened up another chapter. Like into okay, boosters. one cannot. Maybe we need three boosters. Just oh like you no, know, like HPV jabs for example, you need like three boosters before but, you finally get. But like, if you're talking about a window of twenty to fifty-seven days, that's, yeah, that's not even like your regular booster shed. No, I mean like uh, HPV boosters like. Uh, you need one uh, after the third after the third month, then again after the sixth month. So oh. it, it it could be something like that for right. for COVID. Oh my God. But the the problem is it is now not so simple. And even after booster X, like I don't know how many boosters, even after like the third booster or whatever, what happens? Uh, do we know that it will last for years? Does it change for old people? Does it change for young people? Is there a difference in uh, racial groups? Is there a difference in gender? So wow. it's very this frightening. This is truly apocalyptic. Yes. It's like we all casually like, um, let's like let's break down the narrative of coronavirus so far, right? It mm. all started out Miss with Corona. Yeah, it all started out with like, Aya, it's just a bad flu. You uh, that know? was me, you know? It's that like, was really like, me. Aya. Yeah. More people die from the flu than this anyway. That was also you know? me. Ugh. And then it evolved to, oh, okay, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Oh, okay. Oh, I uh, guess it's a little more, yeah, um, a little bit more strident. Serious, uh. A little mm. bit more strident than we thought it was. Right. Maybe, we, yeah. maybe we take a little bit more precaution. Yeah, but still, only old people. La. Yeah, correct. Only, only old people is fine. Only old people, you know, like they were so on their way out. Mommy, anyway. daddy, don't go out, huh? Mommy, yeah. daddy. And then it became like, Oh, it fucks up your respiratory system and your brain. Yeah, what? Okay. It's a blood disorder. Oh, it's a blood disorder. Okay. Mm. Oh. oh, no. Um, Maybe mask on, mask on. Mask on, mask on. Some people, some of you don't want. That's okay. Please don't stand That's so okay. close to me. Excuse me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, those of you without the mask, um, you know, maybe think about your life choices a little harder. Correct. But like, I won't make it law. La. It's yeah, okay. It's okay. Mm. And then now it's like, and it's like, oh, okay. La. Okay, we all open up. La. The vaccine coming soon. La. Yeah, vaccine correct, coming la. soon. Okay, coming already. Coming already. Let's, let's, let's hang in there, guys. Hang in there, hang guys. We'll do this a bit longer. Yeah. Marikita. Yeah. And then now it's like, oh. Uh, Antibodies the, don't antibody- last more than three months. I I see. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. Um. Mm. Bye guys. Uh, then jump off a building. I mean, yeah. <laughs> really it's like fun. where's your nearest bomb shelter? You cannot come in. You cannot come in. Alright. <laughs> yeah. So if, when I read the news, I felt so deflated and I felt like, fuck my life. That means it's gonna carry on longer than we thought. You know what it's just gonna be, right? It's like you can already see in, in the heat of what we are going through now, the fatigue set in, and people have just the jig is up, right? People are just like fuck lockdown, fuck social distancing it's but like going to make things a lot worse it's going to make things a lot worse caution to it's, the wind then yeah. what the fuck is happening then no what? I really just think that it's collective delusion it's oh collective delusion we just this is like, not how science works no, no it's not how science works but it's how human psychology works <laughs> yeah, it's the very okay, as long as it's not happening to me it's fine because it's like until it's widespread enough that your neighbor has it, then you will start panicking. Yeah, no, you know? yeah, it's because true, it's, it's still true. dispersed enough that yeah. you may know someone who's had it or someone who has had it, but yeah. it's not come that close to you, right? So it can, it's still operating in the realm of the subjunctive or the speculative, yeah. and therefore every action. One of my friends said this, and I was very irritated when he said it. Oh no, um, he's probably listening to this. He was like, I was talking to him about my fears about going back to London and how like I would, I still feel uneasy in big crowds and whatever. And he says yeah. like, yeah. Joe, you just got to rip the band-aid off and like deal with it. I'm just my head, I'm just like, no. Yeah, that's not how okay. science works. That's not how science works. And it's like you can rip the band-aid off, rip but the, the virus off, is still, it's there, still there. And you're exposing yourself and other people to it. Just yeah. because collectively we have agreed to go back out into the sun does not mean Yeah, it doesn't mean the virus has decided to say, okay, bye guys. And to be you know? fair, what is 
the opposite of that that we continue staying in yeah la, th- these two extremes are really terrible yeah. terrible positions and I understand why people put this veil over their eyes and yeah. go like you know what I'm just gonna go out yeah um, and and like I'm just gonna try and have a bit of fun especially yeah. in the in the context so, of this lovely summer that some correct. people are having in, yeah. in, in the summary parts of the world yeah in the summary parts yeah. of the world I mean I will just I just think that at the end of the day it becomes a very complicated moral and ethical situation yeah we are have we have been left to navigate on a personal level in you see like in the absence of strong policy and in the absence of strong um a strong regime around this it becomes just like every other responsibility just as every major crisis that is communal in nature it becomes the individual's responsibility to fix it it's just like the environment where like what's essentially then i think you know then i think you know what government needs to step their pussy up because because you cannot just leave it to people. No. Because people are going to have very dis- and, and diverse and disparate views. idiosyncratic, exactly. irrational ways. So, when we when we talk about this whole thing about like, uh, in, in the absence of policy, people, mm. it becomes the responsibility of people. I think we need to take a step back and go like, why has policy not not come through? Yeah, and so one of the most irritating things from the beginning of this coronavirus story to the present that I've observed is like, people in the West look at countries like Singapore and go and they mock us and they right? mock us going yeah, correct. Uh, we can't do those things because we are not yeah we value authori- our personal yeah, we liberties are not, yeah we yeah. value personal liberties we are not an authoritarian government die, first la. of all let's correct that <laughs> all governments especially the UK and the US governments are authoritarian governments mm-hmm. if you just look at the reality just of different it levels they are the, authoritarian yeah. governments like sure. Singapore's an authoritarian government but just as much the UK and the US governments are authoritarian. In mm. fact, many Western democracies are really authoritarian, authoritarian sure, yeah, governments, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so like that's 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 out of the window. Mm. It's like so they are authoritarian governments that are so capital and industry driven that they have essentially chosen, elected to put like business and the and economic growth over human life. Yeah. That's that's the story here. So it's like Let's put that into perspective. Who is being more authoritarian? Correct. Here? So don't come at me. Don't yeah, come don't at come us. At with us. This. You, you're like, do you know? Yeah. You fucking Western totalitarian states. Exactly. Okay, let's take a little break from the pandemic to talk about bite size sides. Yum yum. It's the section where our resident science expert, Kishin Kumar Singh, arms us with some bite size science to help us get through the 21st century. Wow, this bite size science is very scary. Bite size science. Bite size science. Bite size science. So, yeah, so what are we talking about today? So, this bite size science, I want to talk about something that, that fascinated me when I came out of university. So, in university, for the final year project, we had to do like a little bit of research. Just right. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we had to do quite a bit of research. We had to do quite a bit of research. Wait, this is your undergrad. Yeah, I went, right. in my undergrad, yes, I had to do uh, some research. And when when people do research, when people do cellular research, uh, they're usually trying to figure out how cells work. They're trying to figure out how cells work under different conditions, how they respond to medicines, how diseases propagate, stuff like that. Mm. So what you need is you need a cell that you can manipulate. Okay, you need like, you need cells that you can manipulate, that you can introduce the medicine to, that you can fuck up to see how right. they how you know how, how right. what happens to them and stuff like that. So cells that are usually used in the lab are called uh, immortal line cells. Okay, so say that again. Immortal uh, cell lines, immortal cell lines. So basically, they, they propagate forever. That's amazing. Okay, and there's this one uh, group of cell. Uh, this is one cell line called HeLa. H E L A. And I used it in my lab, and I had no idea. Wait, so this is a cell, one of the immortal cells. One of the immortal cells. Called Hila. Hila. Can I just say this sounds like some like really dope video game? (laughs) (laughs) 
fascinating, huh? Yeah, Hila, the yeah. immortal cell. Okay. H-E-L-A. So, when I was working with Hila, I didn't realise what Hila actually stood for and the story behind Hila because it is fucking... Oh, I'm pouring some wine. Just getting ready for It is fucking amazing. So, I only found out after I, I went, went in, when I went into teaching, when I went to my first school and my, and my uh, supervisor gave me a book and the title of the book was Henrietta Lex, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lex. Henrietta Lex. Lex. Oh. Which, if you think about it, is Hila. Henrietta ah. H-E Lex L-A. So the story is this. Henrietta Lex was a black lady uh, in America who lived in, uh, I think was born in the 30s or 40s or something like that. Mm. And in the fifth, long story short, she basically had a lovely family. She was a very, she grew up in a, quite a religious household. Mm. Um, black religious household, as you can imagine. And she had a bunch of kids. I think uh, in her, when she had a fifth child, she was diagnosed with quite uh, aggressive ovarian cancer. Mm. And she was brought over to Johns Hopkins, I think Johns Hopkins, something like that, to you know, to sort this out, to see what they could do. And they diagnosed her with aggressive ovarian cancer and she was basically, and there was nothing that they could do. Like, in fact, her pain was terrible. She had the, she had the most horrible death. Oh no. Yeah, uh, um, even morphine was not enough. She would scream into the night and uh, I think what was written in the book was that the only thing that could help her was prayer. What? It was very bad. Okay, first of all, the only thing that could help her was prayer. Because they, they didn't have they didn't have enough um uh, sedatives. They even they, wait if morphine is not enough. They, they even they even injected straight up alcohol into her nerves, oh, which Jesus. is which is some, which is like the most like ludicrous. Uh, that will kill you. No, it it was basically to numb the nerves lah, and oh. that and that wasn't enough. Oh my God. So she basically. Died, oh, she, uh, it sounds like she was experiencing some kind of like spiritual paroxysm. She, <laughs> she had the most horrible death. If la. only prayer could help, like I think maybe they needed an exorcist. <laughs> yeah, uh. crazy, right? But anyway, rest in peace. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace. So anyway, what she, so what she did? Um, what happened was that after she died, they took out a bit of a tumor, you know, to ah. to, to study it, and. They realized, so they took it to the labs and everything. And what and this scientists is when the nineteen nineteen fifties, right? Nineteen fifty one or fifty three or something like when she died, early fifties lah. And what they did, what what they wanted to do, what scientists were trying to look for, they were trying to look for these immortal cell lines in the fifties because research was starting to be a really big thing. But every time they wanted to do research on cells. Because they didn't have immortal cell lines then, cells would quickly die off. And they'd go like, my cells will only tahan for two or three days. Uh, How is this useful? So there, they, there was a theory that there could be cells yeah, that so they were... Yeah, so they were looking right. for it. They were looking for it. So every time they found a tumour, they would check it out. they go like, hey, is this a possible immortal right. cell line? And so I'm guessing because this one was so particularly vicious, yeah, they was, thought this might be the one. So this was right. vicious. This was vicious as fuck. So when they got Henrietta's legs, um tumour out, uh, the lab tech basically did everything. They sliced a bit off. They put it here. They put it there. And then they came back two days later and they found that it was propagating like nobody's business. And this was, at that time, fucking amazing. Because right. it got like two days later and the cells are still propagating as if nothing had happened. And they waited for weeks and it was still propagating, it was still propagating. And okay. they found their first immortal cell line. I am just going to ask what everybody's probably thinking, right? Yeah. Are the HeLa cells that you were using in the lab descendants of that original batch yes fuck off oh my god essentially that's like sourdough starter culture you know <laughs> it's oh that's this that's so that's this, this that's no, no that's so a lot this is this is this is unbelievable in some level. So since the fifties, what Johns <gasps> what I again I, I could be wrong, it could not have been John it may not be Johns Hopkins, but whatever I'm just gonna say it. So when John Hopkins realized what they had, they decided to give it away for free because they're like, this is groundbreaking, this is what we need, okay. this is how we test medicine, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is how we test diseases. They send cultures everywhere because it was <sighs> self-propagating, it was this miracle thing. And it's that a cancer kept, cell, right? Yeah, it was a miracle thing that just kept 
producing, right? God. And this also sells. sounds like the plot of like a really hokey like 80s horror movie <laughs> where like this like thing rolls out of the petri dish <laughs> and starts correct, eating correct, people. Correct, correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when it was sent to all these wonderful science labs, they were now able to concretely do their experiments. So from the HeLa cells, you got vaccines for everything. Smallpox. Oh. Uh, the HIV cocktail drugs came out from HeLa drugs. Oh. Cancer drugs came out from HeLa, HeLa cells. Hmm. Almost every vaccine that you can think of came about because people studied using HeLa cells. This, you know, actually sounds very Greek myth in scope. Very mm. Pandora's box mm-hmm. in that this horrific thing that represented so much pain for someone also contained like the seed of hope for so many others which is how the family saw it years later Uh, the family didn't know that they took out Henrietta's tumour in the 50s and obviously without their consent without consent this was probably before they had consent that's absolutely right so this was before they had consent and people could willingly just Mm. take things so in the 70s or something like that uh, Hila's existing uh, Hila's children uh, not Hila I'm not going to call it Hila uh, Henrietta's children and and and, uh, husband only found out years later that their mother was still alive in some form or another and Mm. for a very religious family Mm. this really threw them in a state of shock Mm. because they didn't understand not having had the science background Mm. how their mother's cells were still alive Mm. and I remember Henrietta's daughter in in, in the book that I read said that is her mother resting in peace because if a Mm. piece of here is still here on on earth Mm. is she in some sort of limbo is she in purgatory you know there are some spiritual um there's some spiritual traditions where that would be the case. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So they were very shaken by this and they didn't understand why, firstly, the tumour got taken without their permission, mm. uh, why no one told them that her mother was saving lots, millions of lives, you know, using just her cells and no one came up to them to talk to this at all. So they, the, the, the daughter who was really fighting this uh, got so sick and she actually had mental issues dealing oh. with this. I think she had depression, she had anxiety oh. that came out from just fighting this with her uh, for her mother and uh, I mean it, it ended on a good note uh, the writer who wrote this uh, uh, who wrote this biography contacted the family and took them to actually to John Hopkins to actually see the cells uh. and uh, yeah and she actually saw her mother's cells in like uh, in like a nitrogen uh, cooler thing and it was a it was a it was a very emotional experience sure. for her because they, they flashed up the chromosomes onto a onto like a screen and oh. then she basically saw her mother's chromosomes because she's she can't remember her mother her mother died when she was very yeah. young and for her to see her mother like that was quite an emotional thing lah. Yeah. So for me, why this was such a powerful thing was, firstly, I got really upset when I read the book that no one told me that Hila was a real person. Mm. That I, as, after going through four years of mm. undergraduate study in biomedical sciences, no one told me that Hila was that a real person. her whole name and personhood have been erased yes. from the name of this. Correct. Yeah. And, and, um, and turned into something so cold and clinical Exactly. Sounding. And I, I'm not surprised. I, I'm not sure if this is fact, but I'm not surprised if in the 50s, people mm. decided to wipe out her name and identity because she was black. Right. Yeah, you know? I don't want none of that in me. Yeah, I don't right, want none of yeah. that in me, and and we, because probably the medical profession was like, you know what, this is this is purely racism, but mm. we have to work in this racist structure, so just just wipe her out entirely. In fact, they gave her, they called her Helen Lane before Henrietta Lacks was a, before they uncovered who she was, or the medical professional actually said, yes, it's actually Henrietta Lacks. Mm. They called her Helen Lane, which was which is a far more white sounding name. Right. I'm guessing, you know. So I got really angry that no one told us about her. This should be the first thing that you tell people 
if you're going to do cellular research and you're going to say Hila so willy-nilly yeah. in all your textbooks, you better explain to me who Hila is. also like the tremendous pain in which she died. Yeah. And that that it was her profound suffering that um, I'm guessing alerted medical science to the strength of these cells to begin Possibly with. Possibly. Right? Yeah, yeah. So we owe a lot to Hila and what Hila has done for us. Hila continues to help us in this COVID-ious times. Oh, I guess, so it's probably being used in vaccine research. I'm, well. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I don't know the details, but I'm not surprised if it is because it's such a hardy cell line mm. that is used all over the world. Everybody knows Hila. So now, uh, Henrietta Lacks family, um, I mean, they've, 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 they've immortalized her, John Hopkins with the statue and everything mm. and, and, and they've, they've issued a formal apology mm. but they don't get any money. A lot of Henrietta Lacks' families themselves cannot afford insurance which is so bizarre because her mother is helping millions and millions Imagine and millions that. of, world, of like, people, you know. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, just, so that's a gross imbalance. John Hopkins right says there. that they didn't profit from from uh, from this at all like, because they did give the cells away for free when yeah. they first got it. But come on, look at what the cells have done. Can mm. you just throw a bone to the family and say, you know what, let's cover you for life. Let's cover your entire family for life. Right. I don't understand why that is not done. Lah, because, mm. I don't know, it's, it's just it's upsetting, but it's also very, it's amazing what one woman, one woman's cell line has done for yeah. the entire world, you know, in the last 60 years. So, it's so cool. I mean, what actually is the science behind some cells being immortal and mm. others not. So some cells, the, the messaging has gone off a little bit. So uh, the... Messaging of what? So cells are programmed to die. Yes. Okay, so uh, like everything, cells are programmed to die after they replicate X number of times. Right. For these cancerous cells, the programming has gone off a little bit and right. they just keep replicating. Right. So they require a lot of energy because they, they are always active. So these HeLa cells have that false... have that uh, programming fuck up. You know, so they just keep replicating, replicating. But replicating. what is their energy source? Uh, so we have to feed them. Like, so when I use HeLa cells in the lab, they, they are put in a nutrient solution. Oh, and yeah. that is probably why it was such a virulent cancer because it was just literally like eating her up. Yeah, it was probably right. eating her up like crazy. Oof. Yeah. That's so, grim. So it, it's grim, but I mean, there's a lot of lessons to be learned here. Firstly, science can be a little bit more human-minded. Yeah. I think... Uh, also as, like that, there is just... A, as with everything, like as with all extensions of human culture, science is probably ridden with racism. And, oh, yeah. intense. Yeah, intense amounts of it, I would and, think. like all kinds of like um, discriminations, in fact. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know. For me, it's like, I wish from the offset, science is... Because science is such a human endeavour. Yeah. We try to understand the world and the world around us mm. for ourselves. Mm. You know, so... And, and also for the environment at the end mm. of the day. It's it's so many things just for us and for the world around us. So why can't we just take time to acknowledge things that have gone into this? Mm. You know, and Hila is one of them. La. Well, thank you, Henrietta. Yeah, thanks. And rest in peace. Thanks, Sister Lex. Thanks, sis. Yeah. And um, may yourselves live, live on, on. And hopefully find like something powerful for COVID. Yeah, oh my god, that's <laughs> yeah. my prayer. Let's put it out there. Put it, put it out onto there, the ether. That like these cells are so strong that they, it will give us the invincible vaccine that we need. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Wow. This is 
is our 10th episode, lah, people. So you know, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in. I'd like to thank all our dear listeners for sticking with us through 10. Okay, enough, Joel. Enough. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. My God. Everything. Really want to put my way. Thanks, everybody. I. I mean, like. Ten. I mean, first of all, this podcast was born out of sheer boredom. Boredom, yeah, it was because boredom. we were in the like in the heat of like the, the lockdown. lockdown, yeah, and it was and like we couldn't do anything. And then you came up to me and said like, "Hey, I'll do a podcast." And you know, like my my immediate future is a bit uncar- uh, un- un- unsure right now, mm. and like I might be, I might not be going back to London as soon as I thought or at all, mm, or even yeah. if I did, I might be coming back here. Who knows, right? Yeah. So, like, I feel like this is this actually is a nice thing to kind of keep me grounded. To yeah, be honest. it is a like, lovely thing yeah, because I was like, you know, this has been kind of a highlight of my time for the past yeah. 10 weeks. As it would be ten yeah, weeks. Yeah, this weeks. is this this has been something I look forward to every week or so. Yeah, same. Not, I'm always very tired, like after school or whatever, and then like we 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 always schedule this for the weekday because we always try and let this release out on yeah. a Sunday. I'm always so tired, but when I come here, I feel so invigorated. It's my sunny disposition. Correct lah. Mm. Although like one of uh, our listeners, one of our listeners apparently gave some feedback to Kishan and said, "Uh, is Joe very angsty?" Uh? <laughs> and the answer is yes. <laughs> So what? Yeah, correct. Mm, <laughs> I can be as angsty as I want. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> anyway, I think like please tell your friends about our podcast because like, I feel like at 10 episodes we have earned the right to be those social media hosts, right? Yeah, we, uh, we are co- now content producers. Eh. Yeah, content producers. We have a whole season mm. of content, like you should. Is that 10 episodes? Is one season? It's one season, it's one season, it's one season on. eh, guys. Hey, thank you for yeah, joining us for, for season joining one. Us for this. No lah, let's not call it season one lah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 episodes lah. Thank episodes, you for joining uh, us for 10 episodes. Thanks for reaching this milestone with us. Tell all your friends about our wonderful podcast. Then we can get more followers. Then next time we can get a Patreon and I can earn money because <laughs> I'm very broke. Yeah, so girl has a plan. Girl has a plan. <laughs> yeah, help us monetize this podcast. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm so, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This has been Kishan. I'm Thank you kidding. very much <laughs> for tuning in. And this is Joel. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See you. Bye.